I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Battlefield Podcast, the Bears Corner Live. I feel like being Martin Tyler at this bit and going, and it's live, you know, he does in Sky, but I can't, it's copyright in it. Um, the night, well, <laughs> Paul's like, no. <laughs> the, night, the night, before we get started, I want to actually thank everybody that tuned in to over the 90 minutes after Leverkusen, because Paul, you were on it with me, obviously with Baz, and the interaction we got, we nearly were on for two hours. My legs just about give way, standing here, having to host that. Um, I was mentally and physically exhausted. I'm just not cut out for that stuff, you know. So thanks very much if you did, because Paul, you've done hundreds of these, and there's no way that this works without the interaction. So it was terrific. It was terrific to see. The night, obviously, it's kind of a bumper pod, basically, because we have five A's here. So Mr. Paul at Seas, who is a regular now, um, we've got Willie, who you'll know if you're doing the Sandy Jarden special, if you listen to it, and we are currently doing a Helicopter Sunday special, which we will get into a wee bit later on. Dan's back. He was 
a Bears Corner OG. By the way, the very first episode he was on it, and then Callum, who's no, we've not seen for a wee while, but he's back. He's back again. How are we, lads? All right. It's probably a bit of a rabble, I think, at times, but are we all right? Ah, all good, thanks. All good. I just put a Good, good. I was just going to say before we start, um, maybe other boys may be not aware of this, uh, but maybe, maybe watching the previous podcasts that I've been given the trouble several times by both Mr. Bowski and yourself for doing the old. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll be glad to hear that I no longer do that now because I've got myself a new pen and it twists, see, <laughs> like that. And it's the, it's, it's the oil spill response. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, Elspelos. And it's, it's groovy because at the end of it, it has a flash drive. Ooh, look at that. Shiny, shiny. So there you go. <laughs> Carry on. I, I, I've got a clicker pen and it's actually a Battle Fever podcast clicker oh, pen. Oh, mate, I'm nursing a semi looking at that. Look at that. <laughs> so I'll be clicking all night and Paul will be twisting all night. So between us, we'll get that. <laughs> Jesus, that sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Never so good, mate. Like, uh, what are you doing? I'm twisting. I'm, I'm clicking. <laughs> um, right, as we do every week, and usually I forget to give the answers at the end, so you don't need to remind me, but we'll start with this. Right, last week's brain teaser got a wee bit of exposure, I'd say, because it was quite tricky. So this week I've decided to follow the same lines and have another five that are like that. <laughs> Paul's face says it all. <laughs> right, so I've got five cryptic clues which result in a Rangers player's surname. Now, it could be a player from the present day, it could be a player from the past. All right. Mm. So the first clue is piece of girl's hair. Okay. The next clue what the bull wants to do to the bullfighter. The next one. Is what's behind a bar? The next, <laughs> this is stupid, this one, it makes me laugh even think. In fact, the next two are stupid. Uh, what you hope the bomb doesn't do? <laughs> All right. <laughs> And the very last one is probably the most stupid, to be honest, but your dog won the lottery. And that's the five. <laughs> Darren's face of confusion there. <laughs> <laughs> just, Darren's face is confusion. I'm just trying to look in a vest as if I'm writing it down. All the time I'm just sitting there going, what's up? <laughs> there'll be no answers for Smithy this evening, I can tell it right now. This this podcast night out when it happens is going to be I'm going to get booted up and doing a girl street or something. <laughs> That's just for me. Wait for the rest of the So that is 
the brain teaser. So what we do is, if nobody's seen it before, is we kind of drift in and out of it um, as we go through the through the night. If any of the guys that are on the podcast have any answers, they can let me know. If anybody who's watching this has some answers, then you can fire it into the the quote the 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 quote the comment section, and we'll hopefully we'll hopefully get the answer up on the screen if it's correct. I'm going to hold your breath for answers, big man. No, <laughs> I, I just look at that piece. Of, oh, it's a piece of girl's hair. All I'm thinking is ribbon or something like that. But it's not actually even not even a piece of hair. It's something that goes in her hair. <laughs> By the way, we've got so many comments already. Um, Barney was saying the last three minutes before we came on, we're dragging in. Barney, this next hour is going to drag in. Believe you me, mate. Whoa, 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 whoa! Can I just stop it there? This is only going to be an hour. I thought it was two of us. I thought it was the contact was two of us. No, we're going. In fact, Barney's actually couldn't do it. Look, two minutes, one minute left. <laughs> so he's actually. We hello to Sharbeer because she's hello, constantly Charbert. on Twitter talking about us and saying how great we are, which we've actually got to send you this month's payment, Sharbeer, for that because we do appreciate you doing that. <laughs> Probably against your will. Um, hold on, wait a minute. It's not your birthday, Paul, is it? Every Friday is my birthday. You know this? Every Friday. This, 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 this goes back to a thing that it was, um, I think it was Semi put a tweet out uh, and he basically said a happy birthday or something like that. And it was a week early. And then it just kicked on from there. And Barney was tweeting it constantly. Happy birthday, Paul. Happy birthday. And it's just been a it's been a standard joke ever since. Every Friday is my birthday. So cheers, everybody. Here's to me. <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday, Paul. Happy birthday, Paul. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Barney. Love you, mate. <laughs> um, guys, just keep commenting in the and oh here, hold on. Wait a minute. I need to say this. Wally, this is in reference to you. Apparently you are a Rangers legend. <laughs> How look at like? Oh man, hey, that that be cool. I've never heard of that. One. No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, you're quite right. Well, he does look forty-one. Me and you have been mates a long time, and I've never heard the Clint Hill look like in the last how many years. I'll take that. I'll take that. So. No. This 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 guy here is the shady guy with the specs on. He's actually one of my work colleagues. <laughs> and he'll not appreciate me calling him a shady guy. But he said, is this the Fives dream team? Believe it or not, three is out of the five did used to play fives together regularly every week. I used to be in the winning team and they two used to be in the losing team every week. <laughs> 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 I've, I've not played for any competitive football nigh on 20 years, so that rules me out. So you're in goals, Paul? <laughs> With this back? No. My dad rigged it. You're right, my dad made an appearance on the pod last week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So he, did, gain his yeah, life COVID, uh, he was getting his live COVID update. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to say it was planned, but it wasn't. It? Um, <laughs> hold on, we've had an answer. <laughs> we've had an answer. Shoot. Oh, that's funny. I didn't. <laughs> bull one is Gorum. So what the bull wants to do to the bullfighter is Gorum. 
I get the gold. Well done. I never good. get the arm. I well can't done. even read that. We CID, superb. You see, that's that, that, that's the uh, detective instinct in there. I, I think I know the fourth one. Right, okay, go for it. I think I know the fourth one. Right, go for it. No, I don't, I don't. No, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Just check Rangers players may explode in their name. <laughs> um, hold on, wait a minute. I think Barney wants to get them again. Right, Scott. Barney, yes. I think I've got a fourth one. Right, go for it. Right. Goff. Correct. Go off. Yes, get in there. See how it's it's no it's no difficult. It's stupid half of them. <laughs> Thank you, mate. <laughs> right, Barney wants us to give them again. Right, so we've got what the bull wants to do to the bullfighter, which is Gorham, and uh, what you hope the bomb doesn't do, which is Goff. So the other three <laughs> is a piece of girl's hair. Right. The next one is works behind a bar. A bit of feedback there. Yeah. And the next one is your dog won the lottery. By the way, you are like a wee pinup boy, Luke, Willie. I thought he was more like handsome Rob from Italian job than Clint Hill. <laughs> Again, either that, either that, people have got kind of maybe problems with their eyesight, which I, could I be think, one or other. I, I think guys as well, which is <laughs> I think, I think the the only plausible explanation for what's actually happening here is that all the viewers started drinking really early and really heavily today. <laughs> right, <by the way. laughs> Right, we'll leave the teaser there the new. If anybody's still getting any answers, obviously you can you can crack on and get them in here. Same to the guys here if they've got any. Um we'll crack on with some of the some of the show. And this week, since we last spoke to you, we obviously done my pre-match pods, myself, Paul and Baz, uh, before the St Johnston game. And later on that night, we obviously went out and scudded St Johnston. Started the game started as we know, quite edgy. You know they looked they looked decent. They they had a wee chance. Um, uh, Colin Colin Henry's boy turned big bargain inside out and nearly stuck it by John McLaughlin. But it was a great save. We went with McLaughlin and Gold team is unchanged. McLaughlin and Gold, James Tavernier, Leon Bargain, Connor Goldson, uh, left back Bonner Barisic, who is a magnificent human being. Then we had Glenn Kamara, um, Ryan Jack. Yanis Hadji, Joe Aribo, Ryan Kent, and Alfredo Morelos. Paul, we'll come to you first. What was your thoughts on the on the starting eleven to begin with, and then obviously the game after that? I'll be I'll uh, be kind of short and sweet over this because there's five of us here. We all want to try and chat as much as we can about it. So I thought that it was a very wise decision to go with an unchanged uh, start eleven. We've done no wrong in the match before and against St Mirren. Uh, and it, it sort of builds a bit of continuity into things. Um, Shagger was, was probably the only person that changed out of that starting 11. Uh, he was still injured. Um, I saw the pre-match build-up. He had a scan, and he's good taking injections, but we're just going to leave it at that. So a pretty strong start 11. Very happy with that. And uh, I thought we did start uh, it's like kind of sluggish. 
as we're getting a lot of feedback here, aren't we? Um, we started kind of sluggish, um, but I think that was more down to sort of the way that St. Johnson set themselves up. They were very much built for the sort of high press against us, and you could see that as we were balls going back across our back four, back to the goalkeeper, they were really kind of sitting heavily on top of us. And I think I put in the group chat, it was a very good game plan from Callum Davidson and St. Johnson. They played that absolutely perfectly, and that's how, that's probably how to play against us, that sort of high press, because it sort of nullifies uh, how we are passing to try and pass through you. Um, they kept it kind of narrow to keep uh, the wingers down. Um, but I think in at the end of the day, I think we we, we done we done okay. Um, once we get the first goal, that was kind of it. Uh, it's, it kind of maybe killed St John's game plan slightly there and had to come out a bit more. And it was a magnificent free kick from Barisic, to be honest with you. I mean, it looked at one step. It's the power that was and he was generated. Uh, to get the ball up and over and back under the crossbar, it was just phenomenal. It's, he's, he, it's nobody in the country better at that than him. Um, and then, of course, the, the second goal was again Barisic. It's the way he cut that back, you know what I mean? He just and uh, Kent first timed it. It's brilliant. If you watch the inside Ibrox, it was about seventeen minute long video. Um, you get right, you view right behind that from the the Rangers RTV camera, and you can actually hear. Kent shouting, Bonner, 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 Bonner. And he looks, looks up and sees him and he hits it first. It's beautiful. It's a fantastic goal. And of course, in the second half, 3 uh, 0 quite quickly, uh, a wee bow, nice little header. And that was it. Pretty much game over. And then it was just rolling substitutes. We had to put four of at once. Unusual to see, but kind of uh, these are the times we live in. And uh, yeah, I thought it was the end. They were quite comfortable. Um, Gerard wasn't happy. He said, this is the gas. And that, that's for me, that's a, that's a good thing. That shows a sign of perfectionist. And not just that, but apparently all the players were upset as well. They all wanted it. They're all quite self critical, which is good to hear. He also he said about obviously he'd been in contact with Walter quite a lot during lockdown. That's maybe a sign coming for Walter as well. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. hold, get keep the keep the foot in the gas because we don't know if it's going to come down to goal difference this year. Yeah. Well, coming to you a wee bit, obviously Ryan Kent's goal, it was very much a mirror image of our goal at Parkhead, really, um, in terms of the build-up and, and, and the finish. Amazing, again, to see Bonner Barisic and uh, Ryan Kent link up like that. Brilliant. I actually wrote that down, Scott. Uh, Kent goal was pretty much a, a very similar goal as it was to Parkhead. And just above it, I've wrote in my notes, Borna. Because, see, for me, it's... Some people might disagree, and I've a few will agree as well, but honestly, I think he's our best player. I, I, I really do. I think he's our most important and I think he's our best player on the Barisic. Yep. Um, that, more, more evidence of that uh, the other night there. Just to go into a, for a few things that Paul said, I agree with most of that. Um, very comfortable. I think I actually, I think I said to you on Wednesday, but the way it started, it was it was looking like it was going to, it was going to be a, a really, if we won it, a really well-earned win. You know, and a tough one. But after the first goal, it really ended up quite comfortable. I think, although they started quite well, as as Paul was saying there, I, th- I think um, what I would say would probably different for under a Tommy Wright team is it seemed to just be a whole lot easier after we go to the first, which I would never really have expected. But no, definitely pleasing. Even like um, Hollander coming in again. And he's not played much football. Sharp straight away. He doesn't seem to do rust, the big man, that's for sure. And pleasing, just a pleasing game all round. 
Can I just, can I just amplify, that's amplify what Willie was saying there. He found it slightly easier against this St. Johnson team and the Tom Gates team. That's, pro that's probably because Callum Davis is set out slightly differently. And there's the fact that they will always still attack. You even saw it when they went down to 10 men against Dundee United. They still were on the front foot. They were still trying to press. They were still trying to score. And done, of course, they're the same against us. But our players are much better than Dundee United's. And we just took full advantage. Maybe that's why. I'm not saying that is. I'm saying maybe that's why we found it slightly easier against them this season than we have done the previous seasons. There, I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. Yeah. But uh, Dan, obviously we're going to come to you because we've not really heard much for you since this the start of the Bears Corner journey. How many weeks ago now? Um, you were obviously a part of the first one. We had a review on what we wanted for the season. We've obviously signed a, a decent few yeah. players since then, and we've started the season. What have you made at the start of the season to begin with, and then what you made a Wednesday night? Oh, you can't, you can't complain. It's been um, really good football to watch. Bit weird, obviously, no fans and stuff. But I'm enjoying it. Can't, can't nine out of nine, and uh, it's just hit the ground running. Hopefully, we can keep it going. That's the main thing. Uh, a lot of talkies being on points ahead of them before they kick a ball again. Hopefully, we can do it. Just keep the mindset going. Win, 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 and just keep going. That's all we need to do, isn't it? Win at all costs is what the message has to be for Gerard. It doesn't matter whether we play well or not, who cares? Just get the ball in the back of the net, win the game, and let's move on to the next one. And as you say, chance to be 11, clear before they, they kick in our ball. That's got to be positive for us. You know? it'll, have a, it'll definitely have a psychological blow today, you know what I mean? Like They can see what they want. It, look, we just need to focus on our game, keep, keep winning, and if we keep playing like we have been, there's got to be a lot of teams that can't touch this year. You know what I mean? We've got our ups and downs, but I think if we can maintain, maintain what we're and take a look to beat us. Definitely, definitely. Callum, you are no. Are you are you still a student? I am. I yeah, am. Right. I've I've got one more piece now, and then it's in the next few weeks. So I'm just about. Just a bit there, just a bit there, but that's been the reason for your, mm -hmm. obviously your absence after the podcast is you've been working hard at your studies, but I take it you've still managed to yeah, watch, still to managed work to watch Iron Work and still managed to watch Rangers. Uh, absolutely, that's top of the list, isn't it? Um, I, I am happy. We, we've, we've, we've all got different opinions on here, but one thing we do agree about is that we're not that bothered how we play. It's just at the end, you know, we want to take the three points. And I think that without being too harsh, we haven't played the best football, but to have scored seven goals and to not have conceded one over the, the first three games, that, that, that I'm delighted about. You know, so we're, we've gone in, um, I, th I think the first 20 minutes, again, as has already been said, it was quite cagey, quite quite nervous for me, actually. I thought that we've, we've seen here before, we've been here before, I thought this looks like it's going to be another tough game, but to come out of a game like that, to have your players a bit disappointed with the way they play and they still score three goals. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that, can you? If I'm not bothered if we play liquid football, as long as the end of it, if we, if we were to play pish the rest of the season and score three goals every game, <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that. So I was very happy. Paul did mention that he's heart when they cope with that, though. Yeah. That? Paul did mention that he's heart when they cope with that, though. I'm an old man. <laughs> 
Well, do you know what? Sacrifices have to be made for 55. Well, so, sorry, yeah. So, I, 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 as sacrifices have to be made for uh, young Scots to broadband. Let's not forget that, shall we, Callum? You, you're getting offered up. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Callum, can you clean up this comment here? Do you actually go to Hogwarts? He said, you, he said you go to Hogwarts. So, firstly, it is true. <laughs> the second thing about this comment that I enjoy is that everybody who says it thinks they're the first person to say it. You know that? And they think, I've come on to a cracker here. You know that? Well, actually, I get well, actually, you, you, you look like a Hufflepuff to me. Oh, mate. <laughs> day, isn't it? Listen, Callum, I actually know the poster. He's a bit of a prankster himself. <laughs> right, we'll get to some of the comments because there's been tons of them. Um, Somebody said that they'll need to make, Shabir said they'll need to make the teasers harder with this crew. And I think everybody has actually now got the teasers. Can I, can I just say, just to stop before you go further, uh, I'd just like you, Shabir, to stop that right now. No, it's hard enough. <laughs> you know, so having, having, having to sit and think about teasers while constantly a podcast and drink beer, I can't really task. I'm not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, Al's your pal is usually really, really good at these, and he got. Works behind the bar is Miles Bierman. That one's probably the worst out of them all, to be fair. Um, we CID again with our detective skills. Hurlock, a piece of girl. Oh, fear. never would have that. Hurlock. <laughs> um, and Brian McDougall, dog who won the lottery, Pet Rich. <laughs> If you ask these again, I swear to I will reach through my flipping the head and I'll throttle you. <laughs> well, uh, well done, well done, <laughs> guys. Um, go back to, to the St Johnston game. We got to see a wee bit more of Cedric Itton and Kemar Roof. Kemar Roof to me looked a wee bit rusty, which is to be expected given. <laughs> Rusty <How> roof. Long. <laughs> yes. How long? But how long? <laughs> how long he's been out the game? Um, however, he could have been on the end of a horrendous tackle, Oof. right? And wait a minute till I find the comment. <coughs> Excuse me. Wait a minute till I find the comment. <clears throat> it was a horrendous tackle, which I've actually just, I just, I, I can't believe that it's there, Mark Mitchell. Do you think that it should have been a red card for the challenge on roof? No. See, before we get the podders, thoughts on that. We have our very own Bat Fever podcast referee, and his name is Mike McCurry, who used to be, obviously, referee in the Scottish Premier League. I will read you the response, once I find it, that he sent me, and even backed up with photo evidence, by the way. There you go. Backed up with photo evidence. Man's Close top, top man. Yes. Uh, he says, Hi, Scott. The St. Johnston player Gordon jumps or lunges from a distance at speed with both feet off the ground and his right leg is straight raised in a dangerous manner and makes no contact with the ball but with the Rangers player roof. The question one should ask is, has he endangered the safety of an opponent? The answer right is... Straight raised in a dangerous manner and makes Hold no on. contact with the ball but with the Rangers... Feedback, right? Hold on. The question one should ask is, has he endangered the safety of an opponent? The answer is he certainly has. I would say the correct decision is that the St. Johnston player should be ordered off for serious foul play. So his verdict is red card. 
Now, I think we would all agree with that anyway, right? Because obviously it was a horrendous tackle over the ball, straight legged. He was very, very lucky. Stephen Gerrard was asked today in his press conference, do you think it was a red card? He said, yep. They asked him, did he want to see him retrospectively punished? And he said, no, he's not in that business. He wanted to see that happen. And neither would I be, to be honest. Although it would happen to a Rangers player, let's just go and move on. Now we beat them, move on to the next game. A horrendous tackle as it is. But these things are leaving themselves out. Paul, what's your reaction to, obviously, Mike McCurry's, Mike McCurry's verdict and the challenge itself? Well, the actual challenge itself, to like, just to, to go back to that, it was, it was. if you watch it again, he does, he comes in at fair speed and says, he's off the ground. And if you, you watch it free-stream by free-stream, oh my God, how the hell did he get away with that? It's just, it was very poor refereeing, but it's just, it's very indicative of the standard of refereeing in this country. And especially as it has, as it has been against us over the last couple of seasons. Now, that's not to be a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. I just think our, our referees... Very, very poor. I mean, even even in some of the pre preseason matches at Ibrox, you could see some of the tackles um looking in and nothing given against you. Like, gee whiz. I mean, if this is set the standard, what what hope do we have when it gets to competitive matches and it's born fruition? Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just happened. Uh, somebody's gonna get seriously, seriously hurt. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all say these teams like and this is no disrespect to, to, to things like Motherwell and St. John's, they call them hammer throwers. I say I don't I don't mean that in no disrespect because they are hammer throws, but it, when, at the end of the day, they go about the business really, really they're very physical teams. That's how they play, that's how they're set up. But yeah, so, something has to be done to, to watch how this is happening. Because I say if they let away, if they're letting these attacks happen all the time, as in the referees and linesmen, then the players think they're going to get away with it. And somebody is going to get seriously injured. And, and not just necessarily a Rangers player, it could be could be from Celtic, it could be Dundee United, it could be Aberdeen, Hibs, it makes no difference. Some one A player is going to get seriously injured because the referees are either too lenient or simply just not up to standard. Yeah. Uh, Dale was saying that you can see nothing's changed, and I presume that is in regards to the to the refereeing in the mm -hmm. country, and certainly in the first uh, three, four weeks of the season, you can definitely see that. Um Barney says Roof could have been badly injured and the guy only got a yellow, correct? It's, I, I, Wally, you maybe came in here a bit and I've muted you, mate, because we were getting feedback from a lot of people. So um, I don't know if you can unmute you, but I'll unmute you now. Um, we're kind of in a, a sense, in regards to referees, where they have to get it right. And even the, just the obvious ones like that, we get they do a, a difficult job. But that's got to be an obvious decision. We can all see it. We've all seen it in real time. His leg's straight. It's high. It's over the top of the ball. And if Roof, doesn't he, kind of, the way Roof slides and it's kind of out the rodium, if he's head on with him, the wee man's out and he's only just started. Well, I've got an, a confession to make, lads. Because I watched the game live, as I did. Uh, I've watched the highlights twice. And every time at the tackle... I've got distracted and I've not actually seen it yet. I've only, I've, only seen, I've only seen Ruth on the floor writhing in agony and that's it. Uh, but on that, I would so I would definitely say it's 100% a red card and yep. the boys should have been off the park despite that. But no, in all seriousness, mate, I know what you mean. Um, it just feels like there's always something to talk about when it comes to referees, and it's no really, 
it's not what we're wanting to be talking about, you know. And it's it's like it's not even so much. No. It's it's not even a debate, you know. No. It's like how it's the, 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 the what the conversation goes is is how they yeah. how are they getting that so wrong? It's just it's not good enough. Simple as that. And as as Paul said, it's not even about conspiracies or anything like that. It's just it seems to be the case with so much aspects of Scottish football. It's it's not up to scratch, it's not up to the standard that Yep. We would really hope for. And referee, Callum, um, no, I think we're finally Dan back. But Callum, Dan was saying about uh, Dale. Sorry, was saying about there in the comment that he didn't know piggybacks were legal in Scottish football. I'd, uh, I'd have to agree with. I'd have to agree with him there. Um, I didn't know they were legal either, and it was a, a blatant uh, free kick in the edge of the box. And of course, Bonner's just pinged one in. That's mere Tav's range. You would say or Hadji's range. <laughs> just get them right. They're obvious. It was uh, the first thing I thought when I saw the challenge on Ruth was he's out. Do you know what I mean? I thought straight away he's injured, and I, I'm actually quite surprised that he didn't get injured because of it. And that's how I knew straight away that that's coming a red card because it's more likely than not that he does get injured. Yeah, I feel like he was quite lucky to go away with. It doesn't seem nothing's been communicated as far as I'm aware. Um, he, he seems fine. Um, but the the first thing I did was actually send. The video to some of my mates who aren't Ranger fans, and that's really indicative of of the what it was. Because if they're going to say, you know, oh, there's nothing in that, or but every single one of them, they sent to three of them, every single one said that is the, the most obvious red card I've seen this season. And do you know, I, I was just baffled as to if that obviously a red card being endangering an, an opponent. If that doesn't, then what does? What constitutes a red card in a game these days if that wasn't a red card? I was just totally, totally confused. That's the first thing I thought was, if that isn't a red card, then I would actually hate to see the type of challenge that would get you a red card in that match. A hundred percent. I just, I, I don't know about and a, f- a few comments, and I completely forgot about it, and some of the guys that's watching it have brought it up. Cedric Hitton should have apparently as well. Dan, I don't know if you've seen that. That instant, I don't know if you've seen the game, but Cedric Hitton was a stonewall penalty. Stonewaller. It was, mate. Matt, uh, I had actually wrote that, written that down. Uh, that was, it was us at the other end. Some of the, the, the... I just thought the ref wasn't... As per usual, wasn't up to much, you know. Uh, some of the decisions weren't, weren't good enough. I don't. I, I missed a lot of that there. I lost my audio, so I don't know what it was saying, but obviously... The Hadji piggyback was, was ridiculous. Like, I don't know how that was their free kick. Then two minutes later, there's two people shoulder tackling for the ball and he gives it to St. Johnston. It's just it's mind-boggling. Some of the decisions is just ridiculous. And then, obviously, the straight red for the, the St. Johnston player. How that was in a red card, I don't know. Obviously, I'm sorry if I'm repeating anything here, but I lost all no, my no, that's, what I, was that's, that's <laughs> what I thought about, mate. Mike, Mike McCurry had said that it was a red card. It was a stonewall, stonewall penalty, like any day of the week. The referee had clear sight of it as well. And like I was obviously watching the game, you just know, but referees up here, they see it different, don't they? Yes. And well, well, they're told, when they're to, see they're told yeah. to see it a certain way. The, 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 the roof challenge, if that was, say, Isaac or even obviously Morelos, they'd have been, they'd have been hounded off the pitch, you know what I mean? But yeah, as well. Definitely. Yeah, I think, I think the. Uh, well, um, well, I forgot what I was going to say there, carry on. 
<laughs> right, we'll go to VCID. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the, the business with the piggyback, I thought it was quite telling that even Clive tells you, I didn't know they were legal in Scotland, his commentary. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. Along, along with, of course, uh, Kent just caught it in the trossocks. <laughs> Kent, that was brilliant. Kent yeah. caught it in the trossocks. Hope his trossocks are all right, actually. That's what I VCID says that'll be why Mike McCurry isn't one of the TV ref uh, on the panel. Imagine giving a decision in Rangers' favour. What I think Mike McCurry is, having spoken to him a few times now, is he's very honest, and I said to him at the start that I didn't want him to sugarcoat it in any way to favour Rangers. I want it to be, if it's a penalty against Rangers, if Rangers put deserve to be sent off, call it as that. Do you know what I mean? Just because it's a Rangers podcast, we want to ensure that the, deci- the officials get the decisions correct in this, this league, this country. If they don't, and it's a mistake, fair enough. But we certainly will not be looking at it for Rangers. Obviously, we'll be looking for Rangers' point of view. But no, we tinted glasses on. We'll try and keep it as, as honest as we can. And Mike, thankfully, will will help with that. Um, going going back to some of the some of the comments. When are the refs? When the refs are giving interviews saying they know it's at stake this season? We all knew. You're right, Barney. That's certainly something that I would I would put up there. I'm going to put this comment up because it, it ties in with. Um, John McLaughlin, obviously, in, in the save early doors. Guys, what's your thoughts on John McLaughlin? Personally, I thought it was fantastic. There's been a lot of talk on Twitter this week about him possibly taking the gloves for McGregor. I think McGregor has enough in the bank to be Rangers number one, um, certainly this season. Probably next season if he decides to continue, unless there's calamitous errors all the way through the season. Alan McGregor showed his worth in Leverkusen as well. And at Rangers, and it's certainly my lifetime, minus the banter years, because we don't like to remember them, Rangers have always had two very good goalkeepers that we think, can swap think, in and out. You know? I think McLaughlin, as you say, is a very safe pair of hands. He's in a very astute sign. I think he could turn out to be one of uh, Gerard's best signings, along with yeah. McGregor. Um, I think he's going to be... He's showing, he's showing his class, do you know what I mean? He's, he's played two competitive league matches, not considered a goal. All, he's only had a couple of saves to make, but when called upon, there have been big moments for the opposition, and it's been yeah. kind of one-on-ones. It's like he's, he's been... Very good. I think his distribution is very good. In fact, I'd say his distribution is better than McGregor's, yeah. if I'm being brutally honest. Uh, he's turning out to be a good shot stopper, and that's McGregor's strong point. He's a fantastic shot stopper, and I doubt there's many people better than him, um, especially certainly not in Scotland anyway. But no, I'm very pleased with McLaughlin, and I think we are going to be sitting okay with him. Wally, I'm going to come to you because... One of my gripes with McGregor is that he doesn't command his area as much as he should for cross balls, etc. We've seen that with Leon Balligan getting bounced off a post. In my opinion, it shouldn't have got to that stage at Aberdeen. It should have been McGregor's ball anyway. McLaughlin does come and take the crosses for corners or crosses into the box, whatever it is. Um, what's your thoughts? I think McLaughlin does edge it in that category as well. I think I've said it for years, Scott, that uh, see that six yard box, I, I think it's bonkers when you get goalkeepers that don't come off the, the line to actually get a ball in there. I think it should always be their ball. Because nine times out of ten, if they don't, mm-hmm. chances are they're going to get fouled anyway. You know? So it's 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 worth it's worth it. And McLaughlin does it well. Me, we me, you and Calm, uh back at Bears Corner a while ago. It was actually me, you and Calm and uh, my <laughs> daughter that actually done it, if you remember <laughs> she wouldn't leave me alone. But the we we spoke about McLaughlin and uh, everybody's saying what we were saying at the time. I've not really been surprised that he is, as Paul said, a, a very safe pair of hands. And a goalkeeper that you don't, you're not going to worry about when McGregor's out. 
you know, if he's got the guys getting in between the sticks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, definitely. We're kind of, Shabir's made a great point. McLaughlin's been fantastic, but do you think he's really been tested yet? Callum, I'll come to you on this one. Um, I agree with her. I really do. I don't think, that's how I think McGregor still holds on to the gloves, even when he's, when he, well, sorry, when he comes back fit, is because Alan McGregor has been there time and time again over the years to bail us out numerous holes. Um, and I just think he takes the gloves back, unfortunately for McLaughlin, but he does. I, the one thing I'm, I'm glad that we've seen so far is that it sounds silly, but there's keepers out there who can pull off the most amazing saves, but they kind of do the simple things right. Do you know these these sort of low balls, they can't just get down there. And what we've seen so far probably is quite simple, but at least we know he can do that. Do you know what I mean? So maybe later on in the season, if McGregor's out, then he'll show us that he's got this amazing reach or his reflexes are second to none, whatever. We'll see the spectacular stuff later on. It's just nice to know that when called upon, he is reliable. Um, and I think that I am quite happy. I was... I think I tweeted the other day that I, I don't actually think he's maybe come here to be quite happy sitting on the bench every game. I think um, Wes Fodringham obviously wasn't happy, but he didn't stake near enough of a claim for me to uh, to get anywhere near McGregor's gloves. But McLaughlin, he's just... The one thing I am happy is that he's a different type of goalkeeper to McGregor, and I will admit that even though I I knew him at Sunderland and at Hearts for a while, I wasn't I I didn't watch him that much. So there could be a Sunderland fan watching and saying that I've got him all wrong. But from what I've seen so far, he is quite good with his feet, um, and he is quite happy to come out and command that area. And his distribution is good as well, which I think we um we missed at times because. Fodringham, in my opinion, was brilliant with his distribution. All that with passes to Josh Windass and things like that. And we did miss it at times when we were playing out from the back. So it's it's good to have something different. And I am I've, I'm more confident now with what we've got than I have been in a long time. And I am a Fodringham fan, so I think we've done really well here. I, I agree with Paul. I think he could be one of his sort of less less spectacular signings, but one of his most important. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dan, I'm going to bring you back in for this part because McGregor was mentioned. Uh, McGregor mentioned old age in the punditry. I wonder if that's a sign. That's right, Dale. He did do that. I remember that myself. Uh, I, I just don't know if McGregor feels old age because he's just mental, absolutely mental. And I think he's still about what 15 in the heat, probably. So I don't know. Do you think McGregor feels old age? Do you think McGregor could be ready to chuck it? Or? I, I don't know. I, you know, we all hear the stories about his bad back, his knees, and stuff like that. And but I don't, I, I don't think so. Like, movement, like the only things that's, that, that that lets him do is he's commanding in the boat. Sometimes you're looking, like, come on, just come out and get it. But apart from that, he's, he can still, he can still get up. Some of his saves, especially last year, uh, some of his saves in the, the Europa League and the one against Hearts uh, at Pinecastle st- stands out in my mind, but. I don't like McLaughlin's decent, you know. When he came in, I thought I, I can't lie, I was a wee bit underwhelmed. I thought to myself, who I didn't, I hadn't heard of him, but he's he surprised me, and he kind of reminds me of Neil Alexander when we had him back in the you know, and he stepped up to the plate when we got to the final. Not, I think for me personally, I wasn't a big fan of Fotheringham. I, I don't know why. I, I just felt as a goalkeeper, like outside the boats, 
I thought nine times out of ten we're going to go past him. But with this guy, you know, they, like uh, the, the, the person they call he's not bested, but all the time, like, they're like, that up, St. John's, he turned off, and that would be a goal. But he switched on, he got it away, then he's straight out of the ball. I think he's a, a good deputy, but I don't think, I think it's early talk to say that he lost McGregor. Maybe we might surprise us and there's still stuff to see, but for me, McGregor's still number one at the moment. I'd agree with that 100%. We kind of lost you through that a wee bit there, Dan, but I think we've got the basis here. Yes, Willie? Sorry, Scott. Uh, see, one thing I will say about McGregor, um, as I would say, actually, in, in fairness to him, I think his distribution is actually better now than it was, say, 10 years ago, in my opinion. I think it's... In my in my memory, at least, it was shocking back when he was he was first here, you know. So I'll say that for, for Shagger, definitely. Um... Just a wee bad defence for that because we all love them. Hold on, there's two there's two comments I want to touch on here. Did you know it's big shagger pure growling at Tanner pre-match? Probably because he was stunning too close to Shelley Kell. <laughs> the big man had his eye on him, I would imagine. Um and where was the other man? Here. There. Talking about Rangers TV. Would you give Neil McCann a place at Rangers coaching? Paul, me and you spoke a wee bit about Neil McCann on the last show. He is, wow, such an upgrade on anything. I would say it's, in, it's in, available in Scottish football punditry at the moment. In fact, he's so many levels above them, it's it's actually frightening. Um, I would love to see him McCann at Ibrox. I said that on Twitter after, uh, during the game, I think it was. Yep, I, I agree with you. I, I think if, if there was a, a coaching position available, I think, he, I think he'd be a very good addition to the coaching team, especially with the... Sort of, sort of youth level because he would instill yeah. that sort of you just, just listen to him talking his knowledge on the game is fantastic um, and and that's what you want for young kids to sort, to sort of because children as you know you, I'm sure, I'm sure most of you here have got, have got children they're like sponges when you start talking they just soak things up if it's, an, if it's a subject or something they're really interested in they'll just, they'll just drink it in and soak it up and they'll do exactly as you say and most of the kids at Rangers just so at a youth level, they are they are really keen to because the, the next progression on is is reserves and in the in the first team. So they're going to take anything that a professional like Neil McCann, who is highly respected, highly decorated, um, will will give them. So yeah, I think to have him having the coaching team be great, but a position yeah. has to become available. That's right, that's correct. And McCann just give people places. I mean, I suppose it goes in line with, with the thing with McCrory, the new, and, and Greg Dockery. A lot of people are saying, oh, that's us letting two young guys go that are, that are going to be good, good enough. To me, there's no sentiment when we're going for a league championship. These guys have been here. All right, Doc might not have had a lot of chances in the Rangers jersey, but obviously the limited time he's had, he's not done enough to impress Stephen Gerrard. You only need to look at Brandon Barker. He obviously done something during the summer. And I'm not saying Barker's going to have a future at Rangers, but he obviously done enough during the summer to find his way even onto the bench under Stephen Gerrard. And it might be that we're light on the wings. I don't know. I think, I think I think I think I think Doc his position is pretty much camped out now. Yes. Yeah. With the players that are there, you 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 look you look at the players who play in his position, and, and it's and it's a, it's a and I like Greg Doherty. Uh, he's a lovely guy. I've actually met him, and he's he is he's a huge Rangers fan, and he's he gives his all for the club. But at the end of the day, is he better than the players ahead of him just now? And you have to be honest and say, unfortunately, not. Yeah, 
I just looking at the comments and some of the the positive um, comments that are coming in about Rangers TV's coverage. Neil McCann had been stitches when he said his right leg was for standing on with a left peg that good. He didn't need a right. That was like me, uh, buck fasting with but I was the other way about. My left leg was for standing on. My right peg was the we had good right peg. I was just never spotted sadly, or else I could have been in there with Stevie G. The new, um, <laughs> if you believe that, you believe it. <laughs> um, this is I've skipped a wee comment here. Somebody says, "Do you think Kevin Thompson is a future Rangers manager?" And then Aldo has added in with one hundred percent. We give him the manager job once Gerard goes. High praise indeed for for KT Wally. What do you make of KT in terms of his? Obviously, we know what he's like as a player. We know he's a, a, a you know, died in the wool balloons, basically. Um, he's there as the B team coach. Different kettle of fish when you step up to be the main man, as Super Ali found out. That's exactly what I was, I was just thinking there, Scott. Uh, that last point you said there. I love uh, KT. I think he's fantastic at that. And I've got no doubt about how good he must be at that level. Um, but it's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Uh, I don't get me wrong. I th- I think as I as certainly a guy that could manage top level football. But that I mean senior football. But um, I would. I'm I'm no I'm no 100. Yeah. I think I think people. I think Neil McCann gets put in a similar bracket with people. Maybe sort of listen to them sometimes at what they're saying and think automatically. That that might be the that mean that they they can do it at that level, but it doesn't work out like that. As you say, because even you're talking about Ali McCoist, I think Ali Ali's very good at it as well. When you yeah. you're yeah. seeing a lot of that at a moment now, but um, if it ever happened, I would love to be proven. I'm no proven wrong because I'm not saying he couldn't do it, but I'd love to to see him. That be the case and it'd be a, a successful Rangers manager if it ever did. Yes. Before we move on, I just want to promote a wee bit here. here. Uh, guys, if you're looking for any Rangers clothing, head to cotlandstreetwear.co.uk. Obviously, Rangers, we could now buy merchandise anyway, so it's terrific and we can all get involved in that. But certainly go to cotlandstreetwear.co.uk, try and have a wee look at some of the stuff because some of the some of the stuff on it is, is absolutely quality and the guys are top Yes, Paul, you got to add to that. I'll just say, I actually got one of the T-shirts a couple of months back. It's the dark blue and with the, uh, the Adidas trainer. It's just follow, follow on it, the circle. Yes. And uh, I, I bought it just because I like the look of it. I was, I, I'm not just saying this because of the part of the podcast. The quality is outstanding. Uh, it's gilded T-shirts and they are they are very, very good. I've got a couple of them um, when I was in bands years ago. And we used, used that brand of T-shirt. And I still have the T-shirts that are still in excellent condition. So the quality of the merchandise is very, very good. Yes. And also, if you keep a VI out on the website soon, you will find some Battle Fever podcast merchandise. There you go. <laughs> yes. Exciting. Thumbs up to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Ashley is not part of the partnership in any way, so you can buy whatever you want. <laughs> He <laughs> <laughs> <you> gets slapped. <laughs> um, we CID says that they do brilliant jigsaws, great quality too. Yep, huge Rangers ones as well. And um, some of them are fantastic. <laughs> Willie Hearts, everybody's saying jigsaws. What are we doing? But they do, they're cracking. Uh, Willie Hearts are really good from there too. Winter's coming, etc. But uh, cottonstreetwear.co.uk, crack on and go and have a wee swatch at it if you've not already. Right, we're going to move on a wee bit to have the Living game. 
I'm trying. I've got swatch. It's all right, class. We can freeze that in it. Got about we swatch it. Can you have a swatch of your fanny? <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to drop my glass at that, but I know. Melted ice cream. Baz was saying if he was here. I dread to think. Baz, Baz will be recreating it with a skirt up. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Right, another work colleague of mine, Dave Brown. Michael Beale must take huge credit, takes all the training and tactics. Obviously, with Jared's input, but he gets it in a top man to boot. 100% correct. I think I, a lot, when a lot of people say about a future Rangers manager, I don't know if he'd stay on that if Gerard left. Michael Beale would get a shout for me. Absolutely, I was going to say that if if if, if Gerard, well not if, but when Gerard leaves, because he will at some point, if he doesn't take Michael Beale with him, I would love to see him as our manager. His season interviews, he's just he's phenomenal. He's brilliant. Absolutely he's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, he's. Uh, listen, actually. We see ID, you know how she's obsessed with Brian Loudrop. Well, we're all obsessed she... with Brian Loudrop. Let's no, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is brand new information. <laughs> Morag, Morag is obsessed with Brian Loudrop. You never told me this, Mo. <laughs> she, she's obsessed with Brian Loudrop, and they have Brian Loudrop on one of their jigsaws. So if you're going to Cotton Street with her and you love Brian Loudrop, <laughs> go and, go and I get would, it. I would, I would love it if she got the, got the jigsaw and there's one bit missing and it's the middle of the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd all be going to more anxious <laughs> to get that back. <laughs> you, speak for, you speak for yourself. Charlie is saying I should do a giveaway, but only if you follow and subscribe to your channel. That's <clears throat> a good idea, Charlie. Right? It's a good idea. But we just done the Castor one, and I don't know if people think I'm at it. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, like I said, we were going to move on to. Um, Livingston against Rangers because obviously huge game at the weekend we have to keep the momentum going we have to make sure um, that we keep the three points well, we'll get the three points on Sunday and, and can add them on uh, to our tally which is already there and go what would that be eight clear of them now going into next week at home to Kilmarnock and that's a hellier start to the season Callum going up to that park or going through to that park that plastic pitch I hate when people say it's the same for both teams it's no when you train on the fucking thing all week you know it's obviously a distinct advantage to them I don't think we we had me Paul and Baz had a wee rant about this um, on the preview pod uh, before Sir Johnson I don't think it should be allowed (laughs) a park like that in the top level skull no the way it's treated in here obviously because it's us is it's treated as almost like a kind of conspiracy theory. Do you know when it's like all those plastic pitches as if as if we're blaming that? It's, we've got a proven track record of having injuries and such like on the plastic pitches, and we clearly it it, it does it does give the away team a disadvantage because if you're playing on that surface twice a week, you're training on it every other day. You no, know, you're you're gonna get used to it, and it's everybody hates them, and you, you just. Some some of the best players in the world and some of the best players in our team obviously can be quite prone to an injury and you shouldn't have to select your team on whether or not they're going to get injured because of the fucking turf. I just think it's nonsense. I really don't know why that why they are allowed. I think it's a stupid thing that that just needs to be eradicated altogether. I don't like the pitch at all. See that it's it's a big thing. And Livingston away is a tough game as it is. Livingston are they're a decent enough team. They give most teams a hard a hard game. 
And that, Correct. Now, I believe there's Sunday. Why don't you have a prediction, Callum, for Sunday? So, why don't you get your prediction for Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> this is Callum's girlfriend, by the way, in case you haven't tested all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I've done it, but well, I've done it. So, uh, we'll say 3 1. 3 1. No, do you know what? We're going 3 0. The train keeps going. 3 0. Nicole, you put my started stirring a bit there. See that? Well, I know you <laughs> Well, I know you're I know you're gonna believe in us soon. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna get your um lovey prediction and we're also just gonna have a wee quick mention on this. So first give your give your lovey prediction. Oh hold on, hold on, hold on. Go for it now. Go. Uh, I'll go for I think I'll go two 0 to Rangers. I'm going to go for Joe Aribo again because I just think he's absolutely flying at the moment. He's making himself more and more important to the team every game. And uh, Ryan Kent, why not? He's just keeps going as well. So, well, I actually asked Baz that if I was going to the game. Any scorers? And he said, yes, I think there will be scorers, Scott. So that was a stupid question to ask you, I know, mate. But hey ho, you know what I meant. Thank God. <laughs> We're just going to talk a wee bit about this because I know you're gone soon as I said you're part of this so I wanted you to speak about this um, Battle Fever podcast specials how the helicopter how the how the helicopter how the helicopter helicopter how the helicopter changed direction mate we done part one the day we recorded it it's going out Wednesday I'm sure you'll agree it was a hell of a lot of fun brilliant um, to do so talk a wee bit about that mate and then obviously I know you're going to go uh, well as as any listeners that might have listened to it, we'd obviously done the Sandy Jarden one, uh, which we really enjoyed as well. But for this, for me and you, thinking back to being 14-year-old and thinking about this season, it, it was immense fun, as you say. Just vivid memories of it. Um, the highs and the lows. And as you say, that was only just the first, that was only the first half of the season we were talking about. But just the, the, getting to watch, obviously this morning I was watching highlights um, all claps for the season as well, and just tremendous, tremendous memories. And it's not even the best part yet that we've we're going to yet. That's that's the best thing about it. Still got that to come up. So I hope everybody enjoys it. Correct. The helicopter still has to change the direction on our on our podcast. So it's great. But as I said in the theme tune, we've added a wee bit of the helicopter, the the sound. And I said that at the start that actually it makes the goose you know the goosebumps and the hairs in the back of the neck go. You did just. Hearing that it's frightening, but well, are you off scale now? I um, I, I could probably go on our 10 minutes, right? Okay, mate. Fuck, he's fucking ambitious, isn't he? Dedication, Bill. You stick in there, yeah. I keep plugging away, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, Potter's predictions. We've got um. Callum's, we've got Wally's. Paul, I'm going to come to you. What's your prediction for Sunday and thoughts ahead of the match? Well, obviously, like uh, Callum said, it's, it's this awful bloody pitch we're going to. It's probably it's probably the worst bit of it. It looks like a piece of old fucking carpet from a dodgy nightclub that's had nothing. It's had years and years of beer and like spirits and piss and cum spilled all over it. <laughs> so, um, Sorry, was that too was that too far? No, mate, crack on. It was I was perfectly summed up. Right, uh, so yeah, I, I I'll 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 get a shot. I think we'll go for I'll go two 0 uh, I'm going to go for 
uh, Ryan Kent, and I'm going to go for an Alfredo Morelos shot. Now, listen, Alfie's shot, what's going to happen is he's going to take it from outside the box. It's going to bounce once at near the six-yard line. It's going to hit a bit of the old cut-up Chinese remote tyres that's spread across the pitch and bounce at an oblique angle and go into the front foot the keeper and go in over it. As he dives this way, it's going to go over his, his right-hand shoulder. There we go. So, 2-0. See, that's what I like about you, Paul. It's the specifics. It's the fact that you noticed that there's well, you know, like stains that, yeah. on the carpet. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Help me. Right, Dan, save us. What's your, <laughs> what's your thoughts ahead of Sunday in your prediction? I think, obviously, we're talking about the, the tough... Uh, ad- It'll be hard. They're hammer throws, as you know. They've got to kick his up and do the place. So I think it'll be a hard game, but I'm predicting 7 0. Get on, eh? 7 0. Maybe 2 0. 2 0, I think. 2 0. <laughs> nah, 2 0, two, two, no, I think. Uh, I think many of us double, to be honest. Uh, I think we're just too strong, you know. If we get into our group, we'll, well, we'll, we'll do it easy, right? Smashing. Um, Fridge, who's another colleague of mine, has said that uh, sounds like a quality nightclub. I presume he's talking about the Livingston pitch, Paul. <laughs> 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 We're getting into a can of our own that we can of our own. Oh, I, 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 in I fact, our very, own, our very own Paul's comment, I've been in a few like that. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was, in fact... There was what there's one and I think it's I think I think it's now closed. It was called uh, it's called Joanna's in Southsea. And honest to God, you you flashed your you flashed your old Navy ID card and you and you get in there for nothing. And it, the place was just a, an absolute hunting ground, uh, uh, but for all the wrong reasons. And every Wednesday was grab a granny, and it was horrific. You, you ought to see this place. I I, I mean I, I was a I was a young guy, I was a young sailor at the time, but uh, I had a girlfriend. But we're all out. And I just stand at the bar, my eyes like that, going, "What the fuck?" And I was going, and you go, to, you go to the bathroom, and you, and you go, <laughs> and you just didn't know, you didn't you look down. You, you honestly, I mean, personally, if you guys, any of you guys play golf, or anybody in the the chat plays golf, yeah, Your man you pref- there in the corner, preferred preferred lies, yeah, <laughs> when, yeah, when they get some sort of mulch on your feet, yeah, like that. That was the carpet. Where about this this club? South Sea. <laughs> we had the Joanna's in Elgin, and honestly, you've just described it perfectly. I wonder if it's the same place because we had the grab Man. on a Wednesday, and it was if it was owned by the same people anyway. And I was going to say the carpet. Oh, you don't know. You don't know what was spilled on that carpet. But if, uh, it, if it's if it's if it's a chain of pubs or nightclubs like that, it's a very weird concept to have. It must be. It must be. In this one, anyway, there was there's a, a Joanna's, and it's joined on to another club, which is called Downtown. And I I had been 18 for about nine months, and I had only ever gone to Joanna's on a Saturday night. And I said to my pals, I was like, right, can we go to Remember, your bud's watching now. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. We're all right. Right, okay. Um, and I said, can we go to Downtown? And they were like, no, we're not fucking going there. I was like, I've never been. So I was like, right, okay. So we walked in and there was six people in there. So there was four of us. There was a bouncer and the barman. And I was like, right, okay, let's fucking get out of here. So that's why we've never been there. I wonder if it is a chain then. That's strange. Because it's quite a niche 
No, I, I, I very much doubt. I think there's lots of lots of nightclubs called Joanna's about the place. It highly, highly like as a, a chain of, of nightclubs. This, and I'm talking. This is back in the early nineties called Joanna's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there was there was also one in Gosport, and that was just as that was just as horrific. I mean, the the, the, the different the only difference between so I know we're slightly off topic here. The only difference <laughs> between the one in South Sea and the one in Gosport was the smell. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I can't, I can't quite put this, put my finger on the smell, but think of something really, really musty uh, that hasn't been washed for a long time, uh, and, and 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 knickers put on lots, lots of times afterwards. I sent you a picture oh, oh. today, Paul. Of certain things that we made. <laughs> 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 oh, brilliant! <laughs> right, I here's a Here's a comment. Do you think Barker is follically challenged? <laughs> I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm in any position to answer that question. But no, neither am I. I've got McDonald's saying in front of my head. <laughs> I've, 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 I've bad until I saw that photo of it being windswept, shall we say? <laughs> right. Windswept. The glue. The glue became undone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know it was that bad, and I'm 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 going someday soon. I've got thick hair, but it's it's going backwards. But that's fucking that's a heartbreak, that isn't it? Spinning shiz says I think he's football going challenged. That's a bash. He watches this, you know. You you can if he if he plays shit on Sunday, it's your fucking fault. <laughs> Big Des says best best sticky carpet. Here's a man part with my language now. Clarity Pat. Do you know something? Do you know I actually well, I I didn't I didn't try I was out with some mates and they're about ten years younger than me. It was their I used to sail with them and we walked up in this taxi to Clarity Pats and they all went bouncers looked at me and went, No, you can't get in. I went, what? what do you mean I can't get in? I'm perfectly still cold so I've only had one drink because we had a meal and they went like you're far too old. I mean, you can fuck off now. Walked away. <laughs> VCID says too much information. Paul and Kenny has said that well, my roasted cheese in the bin, <laughs> ruining people's dinners. Paul, I do apologise. You know, look, in the absence of bias, somebody has to fill the void. <laughs> if you, if, if you pack a full void. <laughs> Oh, I, I, do you know? Do you know? So I, I, I do have to apologise uh, to uh, to Willie, uh, Darren, and uh, Callum here because they're probably not used to this sort of stuff live on the internet. You know, they're, they're sitting there going, "The fuck, they let us out over here." I'm like, you know, my fucking apology was a pub okay. Sean Fox bringing me on. <laughs> Basically, we're out of anything that I had wrote down. Um, to say, oh, hold on, here's a debate. Here's a debate. It's <laughs> oh, I'm not getting involved in that. It's, I'm a ID. It's definitely toasted. Toasted cheese. There you go. Um, so, guys, if there's anything you want us to, to comment on or discuss, then crack on and we'll, we'll um, try and get on to it. But I, I would just like. Okay. Obviously, obviously, so say obviously, throw it open to the chat. But just very quickly, I would like to uh, just to very quickly highlight the absolute madness that is being Celtic fans trying to sort of tar our players and our club with their misdemeanour, shall we say? Yes. Uh, yes. To, to the point of one of them sending in a, 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 a WhatsApp picture saying, "Oh, look, this is the Rangers players out, you know, getting pissed in a nightclub." 
uh, after the Aberdeen match. When the top left-hand side, it said 20th of July. Now, that was before the Aberdeen match. And also, all pubs and clubs in Scotland are closed. So that clear that picture's from last year. I mean, just how insanely bonkers are they? Well, that's the thing. I don't think there's actually a level that you can liken to how insanely bonkers they actually are. I mean, I know I know that a lot of Celtic fans watch Rangers podcasts, especially these live ones. So all you Celtic fans who have watched this just now, just pop into chat, all right? Put across there and just, as it is on my screen, just pop into chat and just put down why you think uh, tarring us with your same shitty brush is a, is a, is a good idea. There's an obvious answer there, and we know there's no one in the pod that's going to be surprised that they they like to be liked, for lack of a better term. You know, they they use this sort of oh the best fans in the world pish and all that. So if they if they genuinely have a wrongdoing, which is such the case, the instant that they go to is, well, fucking Rangers are worse. Look at this. Do you know what? It's no surprise. So anytime something in the news comes in about Celtic, not that that's very often, because if it's an ex-Celtic player, then it's it never is an ex-Celtic player. That's the point. We've seen that before. If it's but anytime something about them comes in the news, you know, there is this spinning like a fucking washing machine so that Rangers have done it. Or it's it's just a load of pish, isn't it? Dan, I know you were making a face there. You can come in on that because you were ready to have a wee. <laughs> It's big, big bad players in it. They're just they're like you can't do you know. Man. It's it's excellent. Like seeing that way with that guy. I, I don't even know his name, but uh, but big Balligan was the 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 bad guy because uh, the other defender decided to go to Spain and come back. No tell him they, but uh, I but what about Balligan? Big Balligan. He's just getting his house moved in. He, he get a picture of the, the, the guys <laughs> moving into his house. Tagging yeah. Nicola Sturgeon, you know? I mean, it's just—it's it's, 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 it's a whole, it's a whole another level of absolute absurdness. Tagging, tagging Nicola Sturgeon. Honestly, 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 the fact that they think that's on the same level straight away, flying out to Spain well, he took photos. Do you know what I mean? That's just, it's mental, isn't it? Here's, here's, a, here's a thing, and I'm just going to throw this into the mix here because I'm going to be a wee shitster right here. You cannot tell me that Celtic Football Club did not know where one of their employees was for four days, apparently. Now, this is the first report, it was four days. Why was not at training? Then when it turns out it was only one day. Now, why would he fly out for only one day? About all accounts, and I'm only going by what I've seen on the internet here, I don't know how true this is, a club official picked him up from the airport in a car. I haven't seen this. What? So was he missing from training then? No, apparently not. So he's fucking signed yes. off then? So they knew, <laughs> so they knew that... Ah, oh, okay. So he, so he was either four days out of the country and he wasn't missed, or he went out for one day and get picked up by a club representative. So why was he staying for only overnight? Was he away for signing talk somewhere and it fell through? But they still brought, they still didn't quarantine him. Made him play on a Sunday. I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry, I Apparently, his girlfriend stays in Spain. That's that's what the the new one is. So it was four days to start with. Then. 
it changed to one day and it wasn't for signing talk. So now it's um, his girlfriend stays in Spain, so that's why he was over for the day. That that's what the new one is. So it was four days. Oh no, he wasn't away for four days. It was just the one. Wasn't he for signing talk? So, but he was away seeing his, seeing his missus. So that's the new story. It was his missus he was away to see. Apparently, sounded like know. sounded like he only had ten minutes as well. Wally. <laughs> He's only away for a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Poor Bolly Bollingolly. Yeah, and let's face it as well. It's not. It, there's a serious side to this. Uh, St Mirren, who were unfortunately robbed of playing the game on Wednesday night, will know. I mean, they're now behind in fixtures. So, so say come April time, if the fixture doesn't get put in whenever, they could be sitting three, four, five points behind um, the club. Maybe in 11th place, maybe in 10th place, if they're in 11th, and a relegation battle. And they're going to be under serious pressure um, because of Bollingolly's antics. And that doesn't sit well with me at all. I think Nicola Sturgeon said she didn't want to punish everybody or the innocent parties because of nine players' stupidity, because if you need to add the Aberdeen eight into it. However, there is two clubs, or three clubs now, because St Johnston was the first one to be punished when the Aberdeen thing uh, happened. There is now three clubs that have been punished, and they've been innocent, and for all we've had were, were differences with, with many of the clubs in Scotland through our time. I do think that, it's, that that's not right, and it has to be addressed, and hopefully the Scottish, Scottish game will address it. It's not just that, it's also the ongoing saga now with all the lower league clubs. They've been told they're not allowed to commence uh, pre-season training, even though some of them have at great expense, all because of this. And uh, uh, perhaps at the same time, clubs from down in England are up here in Scotland doing pre-season training. Let's let's not forget as well, adding into that, Paul, that when we played Dundee United behind closed doors, before the Muddle game and there was the thing about how the COVID tests weren't back in time and all that stuff, people were wanting us basically dock points before the league even began. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And now that somebody's actually been found that this has happened, this is true. This isn't a lie that's been made up online. This guy's been found to go to Spain for the day, as they've said. Yeah. There's been nine players in a pub in Aberdeen. And they've put so the league in the thing is, our, our pre-season stuff between ourselves and uh, Hamilton is it not Hamilton? I bet the Dundee United one was a beast. Yeah, the that's right. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that yeah, that's right. Sorry, I do apologise. Yeah. So Dundee United and ourselves, all the players are tested. There was a reason why the tests were delayed in coming back, but I think there was both clubs offered explanations for it, as did the company doing the testing. It was accepted by both the SBFL, SFA, and the Scottish government, and it was all yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It just they didn't have the bit of paper to say that was the case. But I think maybe phone calls or emails or something got on just to sort of say, it's all right, don't worry, everything's clean and you guys are safe. And that's that 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 is a difference. You know, yeah. Ours was just a bit of paper, theirs was blatant disregard to the rules and flying to another bloody country and pissing about or doing what he was doing and things like that, and then and going to pubs and nightclubs at well, no nightclubs because they're not open. But you know what I mean it's just, it's just they're not they're not the exact same thing. They are Correct. in some people's minds, but they're not. And well, I'm going to, I'm going to actually just say to you, Dan Paul, because Dan's tablets apparently got to chuck it. Oh shit! All right, okay. So, Dan, it's been lovely to have you back on. Hold on a minute. It's been lovely to have you back on the pod, mate. Um, we'll hopefully get you back on soon. Thanks for having me. No bother, mate. Thank you. Sorry, sorry, I need to go, but cheers, mate. <laughs> Things are out my, my control. Thank you. Thank cheers. you. Cheers again, guys. All right. Bye. 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 Um, actually, I just wanted to bring this up. Because this is relevant. 
Uh, if you see about fast and weed here, day trip to Spain. Wish I could just do that. Now, how many of us here who have to follow by uh, follow the rules? Um, and not every normal day of life we can kind of do. I mean, we've had to spend how many weeks, months away from family, etc., um, due to this horrible pandemic. Yeah, these football players who seem privileged, or I think they are privileged, that they can just not have a wee day trip to Spain and come back. What he said there exactly sums it up for me. We wish we all could go and do that and go to Spain and go to wherever else and come back. Sadly, we've had to live by the rules because that's what we're told today. It's no right and they should be made an example. Exactly. I mean, I won't lie to you. I've not seen any of my mates since February. Not one. I've, I've, and that's the last six weeks has been, the last six weeks has been because of other things. I, I could have maybe got out, but I can't because of an injury. Um, but up to that point, until six weeks ago, I've not seen any of my mates. And I've, I've seen my family once. And that was the bottom, the bottom of my mother's garden because it was birthdays. And that's all it was. Yeah. Apart from that, I have, I've not seen anybody. I've been in this bloody house working or getting over an injury. And, I, and, yeah. and, to, and to have blatant disregard and wanton disrespect for the rules and for everybody else in this country who's trying their best to sort of stop what's going on and globally it's absolute it's willful neglect and it's and these guys should have fucking book thrown at them yeah well he Shabba makes a cracking point at least we delayed the kickoff until all was sorted we didn't just go ahead with it and think we would get away with it because we run the country it's just the whole the whole thing is you and to follow on for what you said there as well Football players are in a privileged position yeah. where they're getting tested all these things and they can know exactly they're basically their workplace is is safe because everybody around about them is generally tested and if you're if you're negative then that's it. Yeah, you're you'll you'll be all right. Um everybody around yeah. about you'll be able to do what you're supposed to be doing. But these these cabal there and as we've we've already alluded to yeah, you're, you're just not having it. Are you? They, they, they didn't know about it. And, no, and it's it's just it's just it, it just stinks. It's it's just rubbish. And then we've obviously the I think the disciplinary yeah. proceedings have, have started the day. Did I? Yeah. I'm sure I read that day. Um, and we'll see where that goes. But which I'm actually quite surprised if that if 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 that means dot points or whatever. I don't know. I'm not sure what that means, but. If it does, which I doubt again, then I'll be very surprised. But yeah, I, and I agree with what French just said there. I mean, I, yeah, the, yeah, chance, yeah. the chances of anybody being dot points are given any, any retrospective disciplinary action are just so remote. What will be a case of, right, okay, that's happened. If it happens again, this is what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> that's yeah. be, You've all you've been a very naughty boy. <laughs> anybody yeah. else, we're going to fucking kill you. And as Kenny has kind of alluded to there, what was the balling golly doing, Tom? <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant. What is the balling golly doing, Tom? <laughs> Fantastic. But that there, that that um, that uh, comment there is as as you find a bit at least it delayed. That just makes you think. This is almost as if they know anyway. I don't give a shit. We'll we'll, we'll be fine anyway. So let's just even get away with us. If we need to bring them on for ten minutes. Then it'll be fine because Peter will sort it out. That's that's the way you start thinking. As bonkers as that as that as that sounds, that's just the way it is. Callum, you have to think though that when you get away with stuff for so long, 
um, when you are allowed to run your own investigations into things that you do become a wee bit above the law at times and you think you'll get away with it and it probably happened again and you can bet your bottom dollar that if it was Leon Balligan who headed to Spain for the day, if it was Alfredo Morelos even more so that headed to Spain for the day, there would be absolute carnage at Chernobyl in the country until Rangers were probably devoted again to the third division. The thing is for me, because it's Rangers and because it's Celtic, we are instantly drawn to blame them. But if a child's misbehaving and the mum lets him do it or the father lets him do it, you, you don't blame the child, you blame the parent. Do you know what I mean? And the, the SPFL have <laughs> just let Celtic believe that they do run Scottish football. And it, it's not it's not like a, a theory. It's not sort of a paranoid conspiracy. It's... You actually see it in their fans' responses to things like this. You know when they say we run Scottish football and you think you do at times, you actually do at times because the difference in standard that they're held to compared to the rest of the country is is astounding. And as you said, if it was, Manelis is a different entity altogether. You've got, you know, Selic held in this regard by the SPFL and then you've got Rangers players but then you've got Morelos, he's he's particularly demonised and as much as the rest of the players are hated in Scotland and treated unfavourably, Morelos is, is definitely one of the, if it was him, I, I honestly couldn't even see what would happen, I don't I, I don't know what he would have gotten but it, it certainly wouldn't be probably the jail know, mate probably the jail, it seems to be quite behind Unless I haven't read up properly, which I haven't been following it too much, it seems to be a bit like, oh, he will be punished. But what is the punishment? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or, <laughs> see, I just to, see, just to move on slightly, because I think we have give them probably enough airtime. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we move on uh, slightly, because our club are fantastic, and we have a fantastic look manager there who does everything by the book, and he's a wonderful human being who's going to deliver 55, and I have no doubts about that. On to some of this kind of serious point, I think, before we finish up, and it is that um, Castor and their kind of obviously taking on the Rangers deal and Rangers taking on Castor, there's been a wee bit of teething problems, which I think we all would expect. And I think the email that came out the day has alluded to the time frame in which they've had to make the shirts and also given the previous retail agreement ending the end date of that, has then had a knock-on effect in our ability, or Castor's ability, sorry, to get the shirts and other merchandise out to Rangers supporters. It's no ideal. The customer service side has been particularly disappointing, I would say, um, in regards to some fans who have had no responses for things and get handed refunds, etc., and without being informed about that, and I don't think that's acceptable um, for anybody, never mind the Rangers supporter. I spoke to... There was a lot of Rangers supporters on Twitter last night who live abroad, who I feel are at a disadvantage anyway because they can't make the games. However, it doesn't make them any less a Rangers fan for any of us guys sitting here now who could make the games. I know Callum's a wee bit further out than us, so you've probably linked to this, Callum, really, because you can't just drive to Ibrox and get 10 minutes of the road and you're there. Paul, you're a wee bit further out than about me and Wally are, but still, you could make it to Ibrox. <clears throat> I asked Phil Behan last night because we released the, the Garcia hoodie uh, Rangers limited edition one which is quality and I did ask him last night if that would ever be available to fans online because some of our fans don't have the privilege of getting to Ibrooks. he said that it would be available um, on Tuesday I think it was um, online but there are only 2,000 of them made 
so everybody has to be quick if they want one. They are quite pricey, but it's a it's a limited edition thing, so I'm sure a lot of people probably will buy it, and it's why I, I, I did say to him, obviously the plans were there to put it online anyway, it was not my idea, but I did encourage him that we should have this available to all the bears around the world because it's, it's going to make Rangers money. Secondly, the Anthem jacket, which they announced yesterday that Calvin Bassey and I think Yanis Hadji were, were wearing, it'll be available online on Sunday. Um, there's only a thousand of them worn though because they're specifically for the players um, to walk out onto the park with. I don't know if they'll use it every game. I don't know, but it's or it might be cup finals or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, also, the third kit. I would just say keep your eyes peeled online um, because it will be coming online going into next week, and that's that's. I was telling not really to say, say much, so that, that will be going online kind of towards the end, towards the start of next week. So if you do not stay in the vicinity and get to Ibrooks, then certainly keep your eyes peeled online and we'll get it. The leisure stuff went online the day. Hoodies, t-shirts, sweaters, etc. I would encourage MD to go and have a wee look at them because some of the stuff's quite good. I bought a hoodie myself today and a t-shirt. Um, and the quality, I've got a Castor one on the new, I've got the Navy Blue Training one on, it is really, really good quality. Um, and if we can just stick Stick with it, I think, a wee bit until next year, probably when this will all happen again and sales, etc. If we can try and stick with it, um, try and help as much as we can, as much as we can, I know we can. Castor have sent out any fan who's been refunded, etc., and no have received their goods by this point. I believe today have been sent a £25 uh, goodwill gesture and they're a, they've got the refund as well to hopefully. Um, spend in the store or online or whatever your money at least is going to Rangers and I know it's hard and I know especially if there's a kid involved <laughs> telling him his shirt's not here and everybody else is starting about the streets with it I know it's hard but we need to just try and stick with them a wee bit, they have got rid and a few people have said it in the comments but they have got rid of Hermes as a courier um, and they're going to replace, I think they have replaced them um, already so hopefully that'll speed things up Hopefully, some of the, the, the Rangers supporters around the world will be able to buy some of the limited edition stuff, which wouldn't have sounded like it was going to be available because it was in store. Um, and as Kenny says, hands up who's buying the bucket hat. There is a bucket hat there that Calvin Bassey hmm. is sporting. And <laughs> the and the and the thingy. I'm going to read out for a just comment. Castor and Rangers are one of the biggest partnerships in sport globally. There's always going to be teething problems. Next year will be spot on. Castor are learning daily from the whole situation. I would agree with that. They are learning. Um, it's stark consolation for some of the guys who've spent their hard-earned cash and no received um, their jerseys, especially for an online retailer such as Castor. But remember, they've never dealt with a club. I've never dealt with a club before. Never mind a club the size of Rangers. Paul, I know you've got the home shirt, mate. So. Yeah. He's a wee stuff's good and it stuff's cool. Is the, the quality is outstanding and I was just I, I, was, I was very fortunate uh, when I lived there. I was driver's excellent. Um not not no problems at all. I handed it to him with a smile on his face and stuff like that. I don't know if he's a Rangers fan or not, but there we go. Um, what I will say is um Castle have never dealt with orders of this magnitude and I think even they probably underestimated just yeah. what was about to hit them. Um, they probably based their, their their business model on shirt sales from maybe last season, the season before, um, but even they were slightly limited because of you know, the Ashy was always kind of lurking in the background and stuff like that. But this is this is completely clean break, all that, and it just and also the, the very fact that it's a store. Um, people are saying the, the quality of the, the, the strips is fantastic, so, so the people are going to want to buy it. You know, and, and let's not let's also not forget pandemic times. 
Uh, people can't get, people can't get out to shops to buy it, uh, and also the people have been shutting houses for so long, and they just went. The sun's out now. Kids are going back to school. They want other kids to the, the best stuff, the new stuff, and I, I, I genuinely think it's just been a case of underestimating just how much they were going to sell. And I can, if you if you sat down with the guys and said, okay, off the record, were you expecting this? I guarantee you, they'll say, oh fuck no. Yeah, I just wanted to add to that because I, I was thinking the, the exact same thing. I think um, before they did impress me, and I, it doesn't seem much coming for me because I got mine at 10 o'clock on the day that they were promised, you know, so it's... <laughs> but I, I I was a bit wary, and I did trust them, and I was very happy with the partnership, but I knew that when they were... They were quite confident, you know, they were they wanted to, to better what we what we were used to, but even then, we, we did know that it was, I'm sure they, they did their homework. And I, I completely, I've been really impressed with them. But I don't think anyone could have predicted the, the amount of numbers that we were going to sell. Because there is so many factors involved. It's not just buying a shirt. It's not just a big club selling shirts. There are that many factors involved that just add thousands and thousands more shirts. So if you were to draw a forecast on how many shirts we're going to sell. It would be impossible. It would be impossible. So I think it's definitely a learning curve for them. And for their first their first ever partnership, you know, you there's a lot of us that are willing to give them a the benefit of the doubt that they will improve in the in the future. We see ID says she got a first email from them since the first of July today. We had twenty five pound voucher. Then she got a pre-order top delivered 50 minutes later, but local posting. Well, see that MECID, you go and spend that in the shop then if you want. <laughs> Actually, you get a wee starty on the away kit now. <laughs> it's not often we get a we get a wee dunt for somewhere, so that's good. That's good. Um David Lang says, totally agree, Fridge. The fact they're responding and talking to fans is a big thing. And I agree with that. If we were dealing with a Nike or Adidas or a Puma, as we've had in the past they would no be responding to the fans in the manner that Castor are. And I know it's because they're a young company and we have to buy for them, so they need to make sure we're all right. I do think their customer service has to be a wee bit better. However, when you have how many thousand emails coming at you, and remember, it is only 3% of the shirts that haven't been delivered yet. And the 3% is a lot when you consider the orders that have went in, though. You know, so you can dress it up 3%. Oh, it's great. It's only 3%. But that'll be a lot of shirts to a lot of people. Um, who've spent their hard-earned cash and haven't received that yet, and I totally am a sympathy with them because I know. Except, I mean, all oh, you guys had it on the on the date came. It, it was supposed to come, and I got mine the day after. And you were giving me a bit of stick for that, and I was kind of going a wee bit, <laughs> you know. But that's just that's just I'll, life. That's it. Are you are you saying I was glowing? Well, the fact you did the shot, you put a shot on, did a picture and sent it to me. I would say that's correct, Paul. I. <laughs> I, I, I would say I was just showing you how it fitted. <laughs> um, Butterfast the Reed says Adidas, Nike, etc. would have struggled with demand with the new deal. Hermes were the problem and they're gone now. I got mine on time and was very happy with it. They probably were the problem in terms in some cases but no in every case because as Paul's alluded to, his was fine and it was a nice friendly person who who delivered his? There is the other ones that kinda, kinda either. Here's by the way, Callum, you're getting a lot of love tonight. I agree totally with Callum. Doubt they could have fully predicted the sales given. It's the first ones we've been able to buy for years without actually getting a penny, and that's spot on. And that's the gist. At least Rangers are getting the money. So if we can try and see through the frustration, 
I mean, not to be an arse or anything like that, but I ordered a hoodie and a t-shirt online the day and got a, a shipment email just about 10 minutes before we came on here. So there's obviously, there's a problem in some area, some department, but no one everywhere, do you know what I mean? And I'm sure Castor will get to the bottom yet. And hopefully, hopefully, everybody will get their shots soon. Rangers have got all the money. As Bob the Snob for Scotland says, look on the bright side, the money that is going to Jennifer the club has been sorely missed in recent years. And I completely agree. And the same risks, again, I'm trying try to round it up, but there's so many comments coming in. Already looking forward to next season's Champions League kit. You are 100% spot on. 100% spot on. So, Paul, thanks very much for being on, mate. What did you think of the first Bears Corner life? I thought it was excellent, and thank you for having me. As always, uh, I, I do appreciate being here. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to engage with you guys and, of course, the viewers and the people putting the comments. And I'd just like to say thank you to yourself, thank you to Willie, Callum and Darren, and everybody who's joined in the chat. Thank you. 100%. Callum, you've been on a few Bears Corners now. What do you think of the difference in the live one? Well, obviously, this is the first ever live one. You've you've done a live before, but I uh, I was quite confused as to I wasn't nervous about doing the live, but I was wondering why we would do it. But now it, I do feel like it's much better. I like the interaction that we can get in the middle of the video with the viewers, and it's just it gives. We never know what to talk about. You know, we all have our notes, and we say we'll talk about what's happened this week. But maybe there's other things that the the viewers want us to talk about, and it's it's good that we can get that in the comments, so I've, I've really enjoyed it. Correct. Um, Wally, what did you think? If Obviously, you've done the Bears Corner, you've done some specials, where they've all been recorded. This is your first live one. What did you What did you think? I've had, uh, I've just actually wrote that in the, the group chat there. I've had an absolute blast. Scott, it's been great. I uh, really enjoyed it. Obviously, we've had the, the other side of the day uh, doing the helicopter Sunday one, so we've got the, the old-fashioned way, if you want to call it that, Doing it as well, and I've I've just I've I've had great. It's been a great time. The last uh, the the day doing the two pods. So and obviously, finally getting to talk to Paul in person. And uh, I know Calm as well. And their, their great opinions. I agree with everything they've said. Good. So Good. That, that's the sort of we've got in this podcast. Not to mention my name. Not Dan as well. No, notice how he never said about me there. Well, I mean, I've been, I've been listening to you for twenty. I've been listening to you for twenty years, and to be honest, I want to hear other people talking rather than you. So, that's uh, a Come on, let, let, let's give the hostess for the hostess some love. <laughs> he's desperate for more than money. He keeps mentioning things like that. He's kind of like that. You know what I mean? Not me, not me. It's a bit embarrassing. It's a bit embarrassing at this point. But that me and Paul did. Is that the, the only one on this channel that you've now been involved in? That's the only one, mate, and it was the one that gave me his views. Right, um, I think I hear your think... voice when I go to bed. You know that you're in that manner. <laughs> By the way, true story. Right, for my go, true story. My missus works well, I say, who, work, who who listens to the podcast, and she usually listens to it before she goes to bed. And she actually had a dream about me. <laughs> what? I'd call it a fucking nightmare, to be quite honest with you. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we've had to send off this evening. Let's just not go down that particular avenue. Yeah. And, and if you're bag, watching, I'm bag sorry. Of, bag of, bag of, bag of, bag of, bag of, 
<laughs> if you're watching, I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us. Um, it has been a pleasure. I enjoyed doing the live ones. There will be more um, in the future. Until then, hashtag keep the battle fever on. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.